Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J. Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Calista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. a new episode of Arrow, and we have a very special guest, our Maddie. Hi! Wi-Fi is here, because we're going to do a little Oscar wrap-up, and also some discussion about <laughs> Arrow fashion, because there's problems. Yikes. So, we have a very, very Why do full, they hate us? <laughs> I don't know. We have a very, very full podcast. So buckle up. Okay, first things first, ladies. Pregnancy reveal. They didn't do it over hiatus, thank God. I mean, it yes. was a legitimate concern. <laughs> yeah. Because time jumps in the show are a major problem. And spending any time on any domestic elicity is, is also a major problem. It's Like, when you look back at season six, I'm surprised how much we got. <laughs> yeah. Very true. So I this loved year, it. There's like nothing. <laughs> I loved it. I thought the lead up to it was great. You know, well, it, it was so funny because she says our children, and like immediately I saw Oliver's eyes. Like, I know. He was like Steve's, looking over her shoulder. He was like Steve's doing reaction. one plus one. He was right. He was that math lady, gym, right? That me. It was he literally was like, like I tweeted children? last night. He, he he stopped. He did not hear a single word after she said no. children. No, he she, stopped he breathing. Didn't. He was and then like, he was like, what? Wait. Wait, you said children. Because, like, this isn't something. I think it's interesting because this isn't something Oliver and Felicity have talked about. We have no, not seen them God talk about it. Freaking Felicity like has not been interested in talking about it ever. <laughs> so the fact that she mentions children to Oliver, that someday he's, like, he's trying to suss out are you saying someday we'll have more children? Or are the again, more you children were just, here now? Like, you were just pounding happening? a pint of mint chip. Right. And he's just <laughs> finally starting to add it up. There was a great, Put it all together. There was a great, uh, someone screen capped Felicity's reaction when Oliver came in. He's like, I know, I know what you haven't been telling me. And she's like, okay, I was going to tell you. And he's like, you're going to kill Diaz. And she's just like, you're so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, that she just very quietly is like, oh, yeah, that. Sure. Yeah. It was just the classic, my husband's a moron wife look, which I felt that on a spiritual level. I was very happy with it. I know some people, because of what I felt, I know people were like really upset. There were some people who were really upset about the time devoted, and I get it. But to me, the reveal started the, the second f- Oliver walked in. The and fact. And the whole speech was the yeah. reveal. The fact that we got a reveal at all, I consider a win. I'm just taking the win, guys, because everything is off on the flash. Because <laughs> everything board. is terrible. So it's the I'm only good thing. To just enjoy <laughs> these moments, and I guess I'm not. My thing was, I don't know this. I guess I'm just going off my own personal experience. You know, you find out you're pregnant, and then you tell your husband, and then that's that. And then it's happiness, and then it's not a, 
I mean, I don't know. It wasn't like a 45-minute combo. It was like, woohoo, pregnant. And then you kind of sit with it for a while together. Um, but, you know, it was I wasn't expecting a five-minute, like, reaction from Oliver. I think there was because of the 301 foreshadow. This is just my personal impression. Because the 301 foreshadow was such a linger on Steven, um and just kind of like a slow um, process of Oliver being happy for Diggle, looking at Felicity wistfully at, you know, the baby and realizing he's going to break up with her in a few minutes and he's never going to have this with her and it's all he wants. So that was a very, like, that was a lot for Steve to convey in facial expressions because there was no dialogue. I would say personally to reference 10 things I hate about you. I was just whelmed like not, it wasn't underwhelming, but not particularly above and beyond, but just because flash forwards are such a just dismal such a disaster. Right. Rain, it was just, that it makes it rainbows and sunshine. Like I felt like, oh, so, you know, obviously there's dialogue and, you know, we got a little bit of like Cal said, Oliver's starting to click do math and then Felicity you know he's like you said children and she tells him she's pregnant and he's just immediately happy and they hug and then that's the end of it um I guess my connection was maybe people were expecting more of a slow um processing from Oliver more of a just a just slow it down kind of how the 301 hospital scene was but I didn't really have that expectation just because I was like well there's going to be dialogue and she's going to share the have info they and then... been watching this season or I don't know <laughs> <laughs> like come on best guys. not here to and I agree that best not really lingering on domestic like uh maybe it's a miracle that we got the pregnancy revealed to oliver in that episode and maybe you and i did not maybe you and i did not communicate strongly enough i feel like we communicate strongly how worried we were that we were not going to see that on screen Jen, we were, we're communicating fine. People aren't okay, listening Okay, because we were Listen, stressing. You know our number, <laughs> do you know our number one question Her that we get from people? Was... You know the number one question that we get from people? What? More than anything else. No. It's not, is Felicity dead? It's not, have anything to do with storyline. It has to do with, when was Oliver and Felicity on a motorcycle? You mentioned that in the <laughs> podcast. I get that. Multiple times a week. Multiple times. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure we said it was. So I'm like, I've I've repeated myself constantly. I said, I'm pretty sure Jen said the Elicity movie. So guys, if you're listening, it was in the season six crossover. It was the Elicity movie. I think it was in the first episode because they sent out the invitations to Barry and all, Barry and all, uh, I, I, I was Barry and all wedding. Barry and Iris' wedding. And then they had a clip. Of, I don't, of I don't think they the understand what you mean. Okay. About Elicity movie. I don't think they know okay, what Elicity episode that movie, means. Elicity movie is the season <laughs> six crossover because that's what the season six crossover was. That's the Elicity movie. We don't call it. What was the hell? What was it? Crisis on Earth X. 
Crisis on Earth X. We don't call it that because. Well, and the whole point (laughs) when when we mentioned it, we mentioned it. No, that's not the scene that everybody has this expectation. That's what they want to see. All the close-ups are getting on the bike and getting off. Like the whole point when we brought it up was, yeah, maybe we didn't get that, but we got them on a bike together, so that's right. good enough. And, so and people, I think, happens, were like, I didn't see them get on a bike together and no, close-ups. And no, it's no. like, no, no. Listen, Listen Cal, to what we, we said. Wins. We take the wins for what they are. Listen, you oh. guys, they had her sitting on a countertop eating mint chocolate chip ice cream. That's, that's, that's that was my a win. fan fiction. That was fan fiction. Was straight out of fan fiction. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> like, it almost didn't matter to me what they said. <laughs> listen to us sometimes. We tell, we say everything here, but I get yeah. the same question repeatedly. Repeatedly. That's hilarious to me that they ask about the motorcycle. I did not know. All the so time. I was on very all happy. I agree it wasn't <laughs> like, I don't know. I think sometimes, I think sometimes when we're excited for something on Arrow, we can, um, it's hard for the show to like meet those expectations. Yeah, don't um, don't don't expect. And don't expect. I think that, <laughs> you know, one of the few times where that they like really blew me away was I was super excited for the Elicity date and then it was amazing. It was above my expectations because I didn't yeah. know going into it what was going to be said. Yeah, nobody was did. Pretty clear on what was going to be said in this scenario if we got to see it. It's pretty straightforward. I'm pregnant. Oliver's overjoyed, and I like that Oliver is just immediately overjoyed. There's not a lot of. He's really embraced uh, living, and he is just. When he's happy, he doesn't push it away. He's just happy. And that's taken him a really long time to learn how to do. Well, it was really strange, the the, the contrast between the two of them in this episode versus how they were seasons ago. Like, she was the one that's paranoid about protecting yeah. her family. And she's the one that's wanting to go and kill people rather than seeing justice through and Oliver's being the one we have to find another way oh our family right. is growing that's wonderful that's beautiful like they've completely switched it's a complete roles. role reversal but like we've been saying this is gonna happen that yeah. he has to move well and I saw some complaints that he seemed um very unemotional unemotional about Diaz and you know we're very used to Oliver reacting in anger and automatically being pissed off because PTSD. But he's but not he's, that guy anymore. He's not that guy anymore. And he's very zen and he's very wise. And this is what happens when superheroes become Jesus. <laughs> so it, also he didn't know Felicity was pregnant. There's no way he would have allowed oh, her to go on right. that mission if he'd known. No. Then I don't think so. I, I think, think so. I well, it's, yeah. I think I think also I don't feel he'd be letter. as. Let's hear what John has to say. <laughs> that line. Well, I thought or it was. I thought it was. Um, you know, Oliver was removed from all of this Felicity Diggle stuff. He wasn't a part of it. Yeah. He's not mad at John the way, um, and hurt by John the way Felicity is. You know, he wasn't expecting John to get him out of prison. John was pretty much doing what Oliver told him to do. 
Um, and Oliver was cool with that. And it was really Felicity was like, no, I need to get my husband out and you're not helping me, which she is a hundred percent correct about that. Um, what I thought was really great from Oliver and the personal growth we saw in him was he wasn't trying to control her choices. The great thing about Felicity is, um, you know, she would tell Oliver, this is what I think you should do. But then she always gave Oliver the freedom to make his own decision, and then she backed him up. It's very rarely where she was like, I'm not going to do this. Um, right. And, and even when she kinda, thought, yeah, yeah, even when the decision she thought was bad. I mean, like, Homegirl signed up when he was dropping bodies. I don't think Felicity ever really agreed with the dropping bodies, but she was like, this is how he vigilantes, and he's just not there yet. And she always let him make the choice himself. The problem with Oliver coming back from prison and the problem with Oliver, you know, in season five when Felicity was doing her little mini dark spiral, if we even want to call it that. Um, <laughs> her dark episode. Her, yeah, it was a dark <laughs> episode. Uh, he's trying to stop her from being him. He's right. seen all the things that he hates about himself, and he's scared. And this that episode he's had him her. letting her do that, right? So this time around, he's like, "Okay, I've tried to be the wall. I've tried to literally physically stop her. I've tried yelling at her. That didn't go so well. Um, so this time, I'm just gonna do what she did and tell her I think there's a better way, and then step back and let her make the decision. And a lot of times, being an example to someone. You know, Felicity was not um, overt and pushy in her example to Oliver. She just um, existed in his space as someone who was kind and loving and understanding and supportive and pushed him when he needed to be pushed. Um, but she didn't um, force his hand. And Oliver's you know that Oliver is trying to learn what it means to be a true leader and a true leader does not need to control the situation all the time that really w what should be enough is just Oliver um, controlling his own choices and being an example to other people no different than how Diggle was no different than how Felicity was so I thought that this time around he did much better with her he was like I got your back if you want to kill Diaz okay pumpkin <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the right way, but we'll do your thing, girl. So I think, um, and then they really let Felicity kind of explore that. They gave her some room to kind of freak out and, um, and I bought her freak out. I mean, if you, if I was in her situation, newly pregnant, and I realized that my best supposed best friend just released the murderer who terrorized me and my family for the last year, uh, yeah, I'd probably get murdery too. So it made sense to me. But I like that she didn't kill him. I like that she realized that the strong thing is actually not killing him. And she, he's really not worth that. He's not even worth the bullet. Like, I love that look she gives him. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And I think it's a good, like, timing as well of kind of closing at least 
this is basically another mini spiral, but basically Felicity getting that closure with Diaz is around the same time that like her relationship with Diggle's also healing up that he actually stepped up and when she wouldn't shoot him that he went ahead and knocked him out. Like it kind of shows the healing is actually happening in all three members of OTA. Yeah, I am so happy about Diggle. Listen, I know Diggle probably needs to get on his hands and knees and beg for forgiveness but that's not how arrow does apologies they just don't they just don't fix things like that and all i wanted from john was for john to be fucking john for a change and to think like john thinks and to prioritize like how john has always prioritized and this bizarre and i love that felicity finally called him on you've been putting your job above family for pretty much you know I don't know, a year, and he's kind. Of, it just, it, I don't know. It finally just kind of clicked for him. I don't, I don't know if they did a great job of showing why it clicked for John this episode. He just kind of was like, "Yeah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it." It was. It's just kind of again. It's a. It's an unsatisfactory. If we're done with Diggle. Diggle's midlife crisis, it's a very unsatisfactory resolution to it because we didn't really get any self-reflection from Diggle. Maybe that's still coming. I'm very hopeful because we have a whole Spartan episode coming up, literally titled Spartan. So, again, season's not over. Um, but, yeah, I just I, – I was just kind of like, okay. I, I mean, I was just so happy that he was like, hey, you and Oliver are family and I should be protecting you guys. Yeah, that's all we're saying. <laughs> you can work for Argus. No one was saying you can't work for Argus, but like, could you help her? <laughs> it's like, ugh, just a show. This hey show. guys, hmm. yeah, Diaz is dead. Thank God. I totally Flambe, had forgotten like a baked Alaska. that it was his <laughs> last episode until the very end i was like oh that's right i remember it i remember, I remember the actor posting his goodbye and all that stuff and oh, everybody's like yeah, he must die right. that episode mm-hmm. and then i forgot completely forgot. well so i didn't was think nice they were surprise. gonna kill him i thought he was just gonna like hang out and nah. whatever well and- i i i when he first posted that when we kind of got the inkling that it was going to be his last episode i thought oh well he must die but then i forgot I totally forgot all about that. I was legitimately that, so. shocked that they killed the dragon with fire. I literally had an image of <laughs> Game of Thrones Dro- Drogon. <laughs> I was like, well, yes. it it was a nice parallel to him setting that guy on fire in front of okay. Siren. Remember that? I'm really hope I was really hoping you pick up on that because I really need to talk about this. Kelly didn't watch I don't, the episode I don't, last night. Yeah, Kelly I don't. Did, you don't think yeah. she killed him? No. Okay. I'm I mean, maybe like... she could have, but I think it was Dante. Okay. I had a weird reaction because I'm I'm loving the Felicity and Black Siren friendship. And I know people hate me when I say that. <laughs> but I, here's the deal. The whole Black Siren thing, we knew they were going to do this. We knew Black Siren was going to be the first to know she was pregnant because um, she guessed. Okay. Um, but... That was hilarious. I mean, it I was know. just 
Because Emily looks so pregnant. (laughs) Well, it's just like the stuff that she added up as pregnancy evidence is an actual pregnancy evidence that's like just being a person. I'm like, okay. There's no alcohol. That's just like has a sweet tooth. or Like like the whole thing about it is like, okay, they go drinking one time. It's 10 a.m. There's no alcohol. And she's like, where's the champagne? You're pregnant. It's like, what? Okay, she's not an alcoholic. Calm down, Laurel. Um, yeah, like that was really were. funny. Sorry, that was different, Laurel. It was. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm cross Laureling. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it, the whole thing, the whole, the whole process of Black Siren figuring it out was ridiculous and also hilarious. But I post finding it. It out, fantastic. Um, like you could have Lila in that scene. Of course, you could have Lila in that scene. Um, I didn't mind that it was Siren. I didn't mind it as Black Siren because I think almost it carried a little bit more weight because she's kind of evil. (laughs) Well, and also, I I enjoy anything that's a dig at Loriver fans. That's a huge dig at Loriver fans. Listen, guys, I know you'd rather have a different friend, a better friend in your opinion, but listen... Laurel being the one to figure out that Felicity is pregnant and like basically wishing her well and and be wanting like, to cook for her and, and make be her like eat Mama healthy. Cub about it like so amazing give her like a full house pep talk right yeah like she was Danny that Tanner. is amazing That's amazing amazing yeah <laughs> like we have a gift we have a gift of Black Siren saying. You're kind of a badass. I think you know that, right? I'm just literally, anytime hate, a hater comes at me, I'm just posting that gif as my response. That's it. End of arguments. Done. Mm-hmm. And it's Sorry. it's hilarious it's, to me because they were so the fucking thing. convinced that Mia is Black Siren's <laughs> kid. And then they're so fucking convinced that Felicity, like, I don't know what sends her off to live with Black Siren for the rest of her life. And that she, I mean, they have this whole conspiracy theory that somehow makes Mia her kid. I think Catherine McNamara has actually seen the bullshit because she tweeted last night. Yes, this was great. (laughs) What did she tweet? I missed everything from last night. Okay, I got to find it because I want to read it correctly because it's amazing. Hang on, I gotta just give me two sec- two seconds. I retweeted it late last night, so it'll be it'll be quick. It'll I have quick. missed quick. all it'll the things. Quick. Oh, there were so many things. There were so many things. Um, I saw oh, none of the things. Life. We also gotta <laughs> talk about Joseph, the guy who plays. Um, I don't know anything about no Joseph. He's Mini David. I know mini... he's Mini. Well, oh, what did no, he but say like, though? At, spoiler, Mini David. I know. But okay, Catherine say? McNamara. I know nothing. I'm their kid. I swear. And then she adds a Viola Davis gif who said that saying, I am who I am. I'm like, oh my God, I love this woman. She totally saw it. Oh my God. She's like fed up with their bullshit. So welcome to our world, Catherine. Welcome to the Arrow fandom. Yeah. They're going to say stupid stuff that has absolutely no basis in fact. And it's going to drive you nuts, but right, but just ignore whatever. them. And... But no, I just, like, I know, know the truth. I, I just, mm. the whole conversation, first of all, I buy that Black Siren has kind of developed this emotional connection to Felicity, and she does I believe Felicity's a bad, 
badass and that she yeah. respects Felicity. And I think, um, I don't know. It's a nice arc from fantastic. being punched in the face to now. Right. It just, it works for me guys. And I I'm just, fine I, with it. Yeah. I, I just it's okay. I also really liked that. <laughs> I don't know. Someone who's a murderer saying you're a really amazing person. <laughs> I don't know. I carries know, right? a little extra That's punch. Weird. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like your parents telling you, like, "Oh, you're beautiful and you're amazing." Well, yeah, like, yeah, you of have course to you like think me. so, <laughs> right? It's like, but like, yeah. if your sworn enemy is like, "Oh, you're an amazing person," you're like, "Oh, okay." I must be pretty amazing, right? It it did carry a little bit more weight than Oliver or Diggle or even Lila saying it. I think because. You know, they were enemies before, and Black Siren has totally got on board with the Felicity is Amazing fan club and is probably a little bit in love with her. And, you know, she smoked oh, I think as she's everyone. Totally I was everyone her. eventually. Who isn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, I love it. I'm the loving show. <laughs> their friendship. It's working for me. I The only mm-hmm. thing that I was mm-hmm. like, I kind of want her. Here's the thing I love Good Laurel who's like bringing groceries and turkey sandwiches and apparently green bananas who eats green bananas, but whatever. Um, But then I also like Laurel who snaps. And so I'm kind of like, she was very, I'm not going to kill Diaz because that puts me at the top of the I kill Diaz uh, list. But I just kind of love the idea of her protesting very loudly. And then, her reasoning for doing it wouldn't be revenge. It would be to protect Felicity. Yeah, exactly. See, that's, I was just about to say this. It's, it's if she did do it, and that's a big if, because I right. do think it was Dante. But then again, they kind of want us to think it was Dante. So I don't know. The um, thing that was like, the she's thing the is only if it one is... that knows he lit him, that guy on fire. She's the only one. Yeah, exactly. And, okay, so, but if... It was. It's kind of like. It's kind of like a cat bringing its owner a dead bird. Yes. You know, like this is going to make Felicity really happy. So I'm going to do this this for her. But I'm going to do it. It's a little Oliver season one where he's killing for a good reason in his mind. Yeah. Like, it's in fine. her I'm mind, okay this would be a good reason to kill. <laughs> it's go. not out of, uh, I don't think it's out of revenge for anything. I don't think it's out of anything about, maybe it's a little bit Quentin, but I think, I really think. I think it's I could, about Felicity. I really could Absolutely. buy her saying, I'm not going to do it. You know, look at you. You can just, like, blow his brains up. And then I would, I would totally by her finding out like again off screen we didn't see it her finding out Felicity doesn't kill him and he's back in prison and she's like I'm just gonna light him up and we're done with him so the two different particularly because she's pregnant in my opinion the two different paths between Black Siren or Dante they both make sense in the context of like how Arrow constructs things Mm -hmm. because like we said, of like the lighting the dude on fire, that's a nice callback. And they did mention earlier in the episode, she only didn't want to kill him because of like, it would heavily implicate that she was the one if she's within a hundred feet and blows him up. And this makes it a bit more covert and whatnot. 
but Dante, I do know Arrow does, does love its symbolism and illusions in the whole Dante's Inferno thing. Right. And Virgil, you... I saw that. Virgil and I stuff, caught yeah. that. I was like, okay, you okay. guys are getting a bit much. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Everyone's fire. I get it. I just... Because they're being a little high handed I still a am little. holding on a little. Just because, just because Laurel was like, oh, I don't want to give up being a lawyer and my freedom. And it was just very pointed how she was like, I don't want to give up, like, essentially, I don't want to go. It was very much a Felicity, I don't want to go to prison. And Callie's whole, maybe she'll go to prison at the end of the season, just kind of like yeah. jumped out at Wouldn't me. That'd be funny. And I was like, oh my God, it would be amazing. Like, from a redemptive arc standpoint, it would be amazing if she went to prison because she was protecting Felicity. You know, I'm okay with it. I'm like, oh, I really like that. But, like, again, I'm totally, I'm fine if they, I, you know, I still, I, it's not enough for me that Black Siren is like, oh, you know, I like Felicity. Like, it still doesn't erase all the murders. But, um... Yeah. Like, this would be, like, if they're really serious about Black Siren's redemptive arc, and I always question how serious Arrow is about any version of Laurel Lance's character. I never know how history has proven they very rarely want to put actual time into building an arc. <laughs> That's solid. So, like, to but me... But that actually... was before Beth, so maybe Right, Beth... so, like, now it feels like, okay, women are getting solid arcs here that are making sense which is disquieting and have and very wonderful. little to do with about the the male love object right it has like, nothing to do with that siren and felicity's thing has nothing to do with oliver and everything to do with siren and felicity right which i love that it's just That's amazing fantastic. so Guys, i don't know i'm, I'm be cool happy about if that. she didn't kill dante <laughs> i'm cool or i'm still if she didn't kill diaz and i the dante thing works for me but I it's feel cooler like if she did. I think it's cooler <laughs> if she did. I'm like, oh my it's god, totally I want cool. it. I totally I want her to do it. I think the reason I think it was Dante is because I'm afraid to be like, to hope. I, I know. Kelly yeah. is like, like, Callie, like, to no. hope. Here's the thing. No. I'm going to tell you guys what's going on with Kelly. The flash forwards have broken our Kelly. They broke her. Yeah, they have. I hate them. It's bad, I hate them so much. I hate it's, them. It's like what, what, what day was it last week when the episode description for 716 came out? What day oh, was I know. That? Uh, I hate that description. I know. It's like so, so much. Like, like everybody's okay. upset about the, the anti the, the non Oliverness. Yeah. No, the non Oliverness of the oh, description. Yeah. The thing that upsets me is the devastating news. What the fuck is the devastating news? Is it that Renee has been murdered awfully? No, I don't think so. Right. What is the awful news? Because <laughs> that's like, do we not find awful. out Oliver's dead in that episode, and then we're just waiting to see when it happens? Like, what the? Fuck I think is we going already on? know Oliver is dead. Well, what do we I find know. out? Like. Yeah, again. When, yeah. Well, okay, so there's so much, like, because Catherine like McNamara it. was like, hey, we're going to reveal it. all these bombs and it's going to, you know, all I this information. Like and none of the information <laughs> makes any goddamn sense. I don't like those bombs. I hate them. None of them makes sense. So Connor Hawk is adopted. He's not yeah, no, JJ. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. He is JJ. I'm sorry, but no. I think it's the same goddamn thing. Okay, okay, but see, we got Joseph because everyone's like, "What the fuck?" What did Joseph You're say? Not yeah, JJ. tell me what Joseph okay, said. Okay, so Joseph said, essentially, I'm going to paraphrase, you. but he said, 
What is that? I think they wanted to give the character a fresh start because timeline. So he's he's coming off of Legends. He's thinking of the Legends episode. And so he was confusing everyone. He's like, those damn timelines, Barry. And so everyone was like, wait, what? Barry fucked up again? That's why this is... And I think, I think what he was referring to is, okay, he had the Legends timeline where he was, you know... Connor Hawk and John Diggle's son, who he was JJ, okay? And then we had Flashpoint, which fucked everything up, and baby Sarah um, was erased, and then we had JJ. But they've decided that Connor Hawk is not going to be JJ. And honestly, Joseph's reasoning was he thinks it's because his skin is too dark to be Lila and John's son, which didn't make a lot of sense to me just given how we just went through this whole <laughs> characteristics yeah. of actors don't really matter on this show so I, I, don't, honestly, I don't know if he's like trolling I don't know if that part of it is true I, I don't know but he said he's, he he's said, not JJ and that we're going to meet JJ he, it, what happens to JJ we're going to find out later in a flash forward that's weird so okay. I right now I'm convinced he's not JJ and that okay. at some point Diggle and Lila, which is I know, wasn't buying he, it. If the Diggles want to adopt a, a a Zimbabwe tribe, have at it. Like that's fine. More Diggle ch- kids, the better. I'm fine with that. But I'm just like, what the hell is? It, it's so okay. So we still haven't met JJ. We don't know what happened future. to JJ. I hate the future. We don't know what happened to Dig. We don't know what happened to Lila. We don't know what happened to right. freaking anybody that I mean, we actually care David, about. I mean, at least David Ramsey told us Diggle's <laughs> fine in the flash forwards. I love here's, the Diggle. Here's one thing I do like. Oh, you were just about to say it. No, you go ahead. No, no. It was, I like that Dig knew that Felicity had a child. I like that Dig told Connor to watch after Mia. I, that. That's like that and the characters of Mia and William are the only things I like about the future. That is it. I just had like a, uh, I had a thought last night and this is because of the vampire diaries and you can all hate me or love me for this idea. But if we get to meet flash, if we get to meet JJ, I'm so down for a Connor Hawk, JJ, Mia love triangle. (laughs) Like, let's do it. What are you Let's do it. <laughs> Let's make it messy. <laughs> Why is he adopted? I just don't get it. I don't get any of it. No, we were really excited it. that he was JJ and that he is JJ. I'm sorry. <laughs> I is. know. And that me and JJ <laughs> were going to be together. And it was like OTA uh, baby. And then we're going to have the OTA baby. And it was just fuck you arrow blowing up my shit in the flash forwards. Okay, so there was that, and then the uh, confusing keeps happening, because the timeline makes no sense. So not only do they not know Mia, they, Dinah and, and Renee and, and Roy never knew she was pregnant and like, had a kid. Weird. That's weird. Right? Okay, the weird keeps coming. <laughs> Apparently, voicemails are thwarting Oliver from having contact from his son. The grandparents have kidnapped him and Oliver can't get through on the phone. And so therefore they never see him again. Can can we talk about that for a second? Because 
here we have Oliver trying desperately to get a hold of JJ, calling the answering machine, calling his phone, calling, 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 calling. And then you yeah. go to the future and you have William say, I went to go live with my parents and then I never heard from Oliver again. Like, are you so like, evil, like are the grandparents <laughs> evil and like they've managed are they working for dante i know like what hat do they have him under like is this like a rapunzel situation he's in a tower somewhere like what the fuck is happening is it like the mom from the notebook that yes! the letters? i yes! think it's the voicemail situation and like instead of fucking like that drove me up oh your mom hid my letters okay here's an idea Travel okay, but to her door yeah, and I was ask about Allie to say. if she got the letters, you dumb shit. No what? Yeah, why Why is Oliver not throwing Felicity in the car and they drive and over to Central, Central City, City and it's go knock like on the door and be like, where the fuck is my kid? Yeah, like, is this a legally binding custody arrangement? Because like, then we have Renee throwing oh. around the words, when I lost custody of Zoe. Okay, but Oliver didn't lose custody of William. He just shipped him off to his grandparents because that's what William wanted to do. And then well, we got flash forward William, William bitching about it. Being like, I never saw them again. It's like, like well, you left! <laughs> I try not to bring in the other shows into the situation. I do it all the time. Have at it. But then, like, a few minutes later, we see this promo in Central City. There's a freaking giant gorilla and a shark fighting each other in Central City. Do you think that Oliver would see it on the news and be like, hey, you okay after the giant animals were, like, Godzilla I like, fighting? I love how Oliver's at? like, oh, Central City's super safe. That's fine. You go live there. <laughs> like, okay. that's a safe place? Are we sure? Like, send him to Idaho or something. <laughs> like, why is it? Oh, my God. So nothing makes sense. Nothing. I hate None it of all. the answers we got other than Burn Diggle it. knew Felicity was pregnant. <laughs> he was the only one who knew. OTA forever. And he told Connor to keep an eye out on Mia. And I was like, my ship is setting sail. And then they were like, except. I mean, I still, I, I don't believe like, the I'm whole. I'm still going to ship it, but right. at the like, same time. He's still John's son. Like, uh, whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's fine. But like, I'm still Close like. enough, but still. I'm, he's still I'm hot. And also, he's still exactly. hot. <laughs> Still super hot. And so. there's like, and I love the whole, oh, by the way, my dad told me to watch out for you. And she's like, well, who's your dad? And he's like, John Diggle. And like, Mia's all. Yeah, and I'm so like, betrayed. how come you didn't know this? And I'm all like, like why just these people... make out. Like, they're fighting. And I'm like, there's heat here. Let's just like, this is, this is going to be great. I'm so on. Why does so nobody know anything hot. about anyone in the future? Nothing makes fucking sense. So here's the only thing I can think of. This is the only, because everyone's like, come up with theories. Listen, guys, here's this, here's my situation. I don't want to have a theory. Here's my thing. I this is where I'm at. Emotionally. This is where I'm at. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't on. like it. It could be buddies. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't on. like it. Beth I don't like wins. It. I don't understand. Yeah. Fine. Everything in the flashboards like is crazy. Nothing makes sense. Every episode just leads to more questions. And we're not going to know until we know. Yeah, like, I don't I don't know what it is. I don't want to know what like it is. I don't want to speculate I on feel what it like is. at this point, I, don't like I feel it. like at this point, the whole Oliver dead in next year's crossover, I feel like is likely. 
Um, but I also feel I still believe they're going to reverse it. So that's the other thing that was going on with Joseph last night. Because people were like, why is – because he's like, ask me anything you want. And they're like, okay. So, like, well, why is everyone talking about – they were saying, you know, we know Oliver's dead. And Joseph's like, well, how do you know he's dead? And, like, a little winky face. And, like, because they're talking about him in the past tense. And Joseph was like – Because we're not fucking stupid. Right. And Joseph was like, well <laughs> – Okay, he's like, well, he was dead once on Legends, and then in one timeline, and he wasn't, and then he wasn't, so he was just basically, like, saying, sure, he might be dead, but he's not going to stay dead, is essentially what he was tweeting. And then we were like, Beth's going to come for your life, you're going to die. It was hilarious. And then he was tweeting, like, gifts of, like, Warner Brothers kidnapping him, and it was amazing. It was funny. I was like, he's literally mini David Ramsey in so many ways. It's, it's great. I so, just have so many, which yeah. is essentially like what we've been saying, but like he's the first yeah. person from the cast to be like, "A, that's probably right." <laughs> 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 it was the first person to be like, actually yeah. address Oliver's dead and let you know they're not going to keep him dead, even if it's not true. It was still just nice I to hear. I think here's the 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 full extent of my speculation. Where Arrow is concerned. The full extent. I feel that the show will end soon. Yes. At least the show as we know it. With Stephen, Emily, and David. Okay. I feel that when the show as we know it ends, they will give Oliver a satisfying ending. Yes. Completely agree. Do I know how we're going to get from here where everything is a dumpster fire? Like, literally, right. the gif of the dumpster on fire. Okay, right. that's, that's everything that's right now. Where we're that, at, people. We're that's, in a dumpster that's fire. That's where it is. How we get from there to this satisfying ending? No. Nope. I don't fucking know. No clue, guys. I don't want to fucking know. I'll I just, just know they're going to do it. happens, it'll happen. Because yeah, nothing... It'll, somehow it'll happen. If they don't do it, nothing on this show makes sense then anymore. And I do done. not believe they have chucked <laughs> the entire concept of the show. And they would yeah. not be hammering this... Here's my thing. They're not hammering this, everything's awful without Oliver... <laughs> If they're not, if going they to weren't going to solve that, yeah, right, exactly. Okay, and this is their opportunity. What I like about this, this is what I like. You know how I'm always saying we want shit like. to happen. We want all the bad it. shit to happen <laughs> in the beginning of the season, in the middle of the season. We don't want things yeah. too happy in the beginning because then they're going to fuck us yeah. over at the end of the season, right? Okay, so we're in yeah. hell for a yeah. while now. We've been in hell in the flash forwards. It's- which is okay, and they have killed Oliver. I feel very strongly about this because we're t- there's me and devastating news in the 16th episode. Yeah, he's gonna die. We're gonna I see the like flash it. forwards. We're gonna see Felicity find out he's dead, and then we're just gonna like have to wait. And obviously, it's gonna be the crossover. But they're doing that because there's I this don't concept think the devastating of news is him everyone is dead. operating from the standpoint that that Oliver Queen's story ends in death. I don't know where that came from but somehow that seems to be um a genuinely I think, I think it's i think it's because that's a fear people yeah. speak it i also remember when mark gave this interview and they were like talking about potential endings for oliver and 
he mentioned they're like oh you know like sons of anarchy i know cal's gonna love this and they mentioned who's the guy like the anti-hero who died okay yeah jacks and he was like oh i loved that i love sons sons of anarchy and then everybody flipped out and was like right and they're like okay but oliver's not jacks so oliver isn't even close to right and he's not an anti-hero guys he's he's a a hero hero and you're seeing (laughs) that like everyone's like why is oliver like so zen because he's jesus now all they have to do is kill him he's yoda He's little, I mean, we've gone from from Felicity and Diggle emotionally managing Oliver's temper tantrums to Oliver being, like, the the counselor between Diggle and Felicity and, like, managing them and be like, find a better way, guys. It's like, okay, this is the full circle wow. Oliver we've been asking for yeah. in the moral compass and the light. And Felicity literally says to him, oh, our family needs a new start. I'm going to start, you know, we need to live in the light like you are now we have the felicity seal of approval oliver lives in the light it happened okay well here's and here's the other thing where does oliver now that he is fully realized where does he go where does he have to go right what needs to happen to be fully Fully realized satisfying right okay the only thing that needs to happen is for everybody else to realize right he's realized that's only part of it. They nobody else could realize until he could realize that you know that saying where people you can't you love you unless you, you love yourself. No, well, no, no. Oh, <laughs> people, <laughs> people can't love you until you love yourself. It's yes. the same thing with Oliver and heroism. Oliver sees himself as a hero. He's fully realized, he's content, he's living in the light. Now it's time for the city to realize he's the hero okay and so what we're dealing with now yeah what we're dealing with now from now until the end the end end yep is that realization from the other characters in the city and the world whatever and because oliver's there like listen i hated the last crossover and I understand, oh, everyone's insulting Oliver and what a crap hero he is. That was, but that was on purpose. the point. It was purposeful. <laughs> exactly. It's like they regressed the crossover. So when they kill him and everyone realizes he's Jesus, they feel like that's more impactful. If everyone's like, oh, Oliver's a great guy in this cross- crossover, and then Oliver's a great guy in the next crossover, none of the other characters have learned something. What they're trying to set up is Stephen Amell's exit. Okay, and what they're yeah. trying to set up is that Oliver is the hero of heroes. Okay? That's now, his legacy. He started question... all of this. So everything the Arrow fans have been asking for, we're going to get it, but not until the Arrow goes off air. Now, I know you hate when I do this. I know, because Devil's Advocate makes me upset, but go ahead. I'm ready. No, it not. hurts my heart. I'm sorry. Okay. Here's a, here's my devil's advocate. <laughs> the devil's advocate. It's entirely possible that this realization from the world could happen without him ultimately being saved. It is possible. Yeah, I'm no, willing yeah, to allow I'm willing in my to head. I acknowledge that. But my problem that, with that, that is. A 
I would feel more worried about that if it wasn't the tiny. If he, if they don't kill him in the crossover, which makes no sense to me, it just doesn't. Like, I don't know why they set well, up in the crossover. Well, what if they, he almost dies in the crossover, but then he doesn't. Right. And if he, he dies almost in the dies ending. in the crossover and then he doesn't die, we're fucked. Like, if yeah. Oliver doesn't die in the crossover and we've got half a season where they have not killed him yet, listen, guys, it ain't going <laughs> to end pretty and you just need to prepare yourselves. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think your original theory, Cal, and what you said, because I was a little bit like, oh, maybe he dies at the end of season seven. And I'm like, listen, they set this shit up in the, in the crossover. It's going to happen in the crossover. So I think that they set up enough things in the previous crossover with Superman and Lois. Because it's interesting because Superman is apparently, you know, Superman, Superman. He's like the forever Jesus Superman, but um, superhero. But like, you know, he's going off to go live his happily ever after with Lois. So he's in a very parallel path to Oliver. But this isn't um, this isn't the DC movie. Superman in the DC television world is a supporting character. I know people are going to get mad about that, comic book fans, but he, he is. So he doesn't have a show. So he is collateral damage. <laughs> they can kill Superman, and everyone's going to be like, "Oh my God, Superman was amazing!" And guess what? That allows. It allows all the main characters that they've built these television shows around to survive. So I think that that's what here's, happens. But I think Oliver does my, make the sacrifice first. Here's my big question. Okay, Dinah doesn't know about Mia. No. Roy doesn't know about Mia. Zoe doesn't know about Mia. Nobody fucking knows about Mia except for Diggle. Okay. We figure she's due at season premiere time. I think so, yeah. So does she go somewhere? So where does Felicity go at the finale this spring? Where do well, they I go? was talking with Silver about this. What happens? Right. So I was oh talking God. about because now they've launched, <laughs> launched this new Big Bad, right? So now apparently Dante matters. I don't know what the hell. All I got from the Dante thing is he's a global Big Bad. Like he's got his mm-hmm. fingers in different countries and... um. So there's a global reach to him where he's not just <laughs> focusing on Star City. So, which I feel is a little bit, mm, you know, we've had, we've had Ra's so, al Ghul and Damien Dark, but they were, that was always, they zero in. So I'm thinking that Star City actually becomes a place where Felicity can't stay and be safe is the only thing I can consider. And they keep the pregnancy. So... Do you think there's a possibility that the season ends with Oliver and Felicity being separated when she's sent out of town? Yeah. And then Oliver isn't there for the birth? I will be so upset if that happens. And again, I'm hanging way too much hope on them fixing this shit. But But they're not fixing it before next season premiere. Right. No, I know. I think that's my thing. That's why this sucks, because we're going to see, like, worst case scenario for a while. I don't like it. Like, we're going to see like hellish <laughs> flash forwards. We're going to see <laughs> Oliver miss out on his children's life. I mean, they wouldn't be doing this flash forward episode where we get to see Felicity and Mia. Here's my thing. They're showing us Felicity and Mia, like, Mia growing up without Oliver in one episode. I'm like, really? 
that seems it, to me if this is a permanent thing that would be something that we would like not cover in one, one episode I don't know but what do I know or about Arrow wouldn't show us at all because it's going to be covered in another season right or in the show itself in the right. present day like right like we you're see showing that. us something that's going to not right be. so everything everything the show is communicating to me right now is that I know what Beth is saying that it's permanent it's permanent it's permanent and I get what she's saying it is permanent as we know the world right now but that all changes on my thing about the crisis on infinite earth and this is my takeaway and I have all of these I see all of these comic book people like I mean they literally I've seen them go on for like eight pages about what the storyline is and here's the heroes that die and everyone's like oh what are the heroes that die they absolutely couldn't change anything that was in the comic yeah and then the (laughs) heroes that die in the comic book are going to be the heroes that die and I'm like it doesn't like that part of it doesn't matter the the concept that you need to take from crisis of infinite earth from the comic book story is that superheroes die that's it and then air then then the DC universe crossover they're going to just pick whatever heroes those are that work for their story what it's- are the chances that whatever happens with Oliver and Felicity and Star City and all this doesn't have to do with the crossover what if it's well, separate well again that's that's kind of like a I feel like it's separate and I feel like it's connected because I think th- I think sh- stuff goes to hell and Oliver's trying to like clean it up. This is what I'm imagining. Everything goes to hell with Dante. Th- and again, we're going to have a crossing over. We're going to have another big bad that goes to the next season. And then I feel like the first half of, you know, the first seven episodes are going to be Oliver trying to beat Dante and then the crisis on infinite earth happens. Everything that is the priority in their individual city stops and then Oliver dies and he can't ever stop Dante. And then okay, it here's all another goes thing. to hell. But something Mia said too was like, well, the reason the city is the way it is is because of the actions of what Oliver did, which I'm like, okay, that doesn't make sense. Here's another thing. Where was I? I lost my train of thought. It's okay. Oh God! You'll get it back. So I. I Will I? I? <laughs> well, this is this is this is just. Well, here's a thought. Lay it on us, Maddie. So maybe I'm just in speculation zone here, but um, whatever happens in the season finale, once again, it's it's May and Star City, and things go to shit, and. So whatever happens in Oliver versus Dante, let's say, like, the glades gets damaged again of, like, there's something that happens there, which that's going to be, like, a catalyst for, like, the glades having enough is enough in starting that, like, kind of revolt against our city and that schism and separation between the two zones, starting that kind of flip. That might happen from either events of the yeah. finale or seeing see that. that in that, that makes sense. 8A. That makes sense to me. Okay, I remembered. I got my. Train. I think it'll be another undertaking scale. Yeah, I, event I agree with that. that I agree happens. With that. Yep, I totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. I found my train. Okay. Choo choo. <laughs> everybody's everybody's talking about how Oliver made the monitor some sort of a promise, and why isn't he telling Felicity? And blah 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 blah. What if Oliver doesn't 
remember? Well, or what maybe if he doesn't know what the promise is? Maybe he doesn't know what the promise is because listen, if he knew he was going to die in X amount of months, he'd tell her. Wouldn't we have seen at least a shadow of that on his face when he found out that Felicity was pregnant? Well, like we saw a shadow of it in the crossover when he had the beer with Barry and he's like, for however long that is. And, it, and but how, there's been no but shadow how, of it how in much the, of that in was Arrow. Right. Yeah. Like, how, how much, much of that, that was just there for Pat, for Pat ending and up. less self-aware, more just kind of like a, a thing that oh, somebody says, oh, yeah. for however long we have. How long we have. You know. I think, I think that was he could know here's the thing I think he has he could have a general idea that maybe that's going to be the price he has to pay but he has no idea but he when would that, tell it could be Felicity. tomorrow it could be 50 years from now which essentially mm. what's I different, don't think he knows yeah I just I don't know I just feel like at this point I just don't I, I'm not feeling confident that he would not tell her if he really knew right he would tell her she would know. But if so we're I don't having think he devastating knows. news, it'll be really I don't think the devastating news is about Oliver. Because okay. they already think he's dead. I think it's about Felicity. That's why I don't like it. What do you mean? Oh, that she's really dead? That's what you're worried about? Well, in the flash forwards... Mia finally said the thing that we've been saying since the first episode or whatever. Yeah. Where's her? I haven't seen a body. Haven't seen a body. So maybe they get that proof in the glades and come back and tell them. And that's the devastating news. Here's the other thing, though. But if that happens, shit's changing. They're not killing both their leads. Right. This early in the game. Well, and it's not even that this early because obviously, again, we know that whenever she died, it was 20 years in the future. True. Yeah. So listen, here's the here's the worry. This is where I get worried. If they're going to do a launch of the flash forwards um, television show where essentially they're going to set up a legacies kind of like TV show. um, Obviously, Steven's not going to be part of it. Emily's not going to be part of it. I don't know. Maybe David will be a part of it. Who knows? Um, then you run into originals problem where none of the main cast wanted to be part of Legacy. So, so Julie Puck just killed everybody. <laughs> you know, it's like they weren't really servicing the originals ending. They were servicing the new show. I don't enjoy comparing Vampire Diaries. I know, I know, that. I know. So I just, that's <sighs> my only ingrained internal fear. And I know Beth isn't Julie Plaque. I know it's not the Vampire But I Diaries. think I know it's, it's a possibility. That. But that's a possibility. You know, like that has crossed and my I mind. And I don't want it. If that, I don't, I don't right, want it. That if they're going to launch the show no. 20 years from now and we're not going to have Steve and Emily a part of it and it's still going to be 20 years in the future kind of thing, they could kill him. No. So again, well, devil's you. advocate, that's a possibility. Do I feel that's like likely? It. No. I think they're going to fix this. I still think they're going to fix it. They've left enough. Well, I think they'll fix it to a degree. But whether or not we get Oliver alive and Felicity alive and everybody happy, shiny people, I don't, I'm not sure of that. I think there'll be a level of fix, but I'm not sure of what that level is. Well, my thing is with the fix, 
here's because we have two problems. We've got the present day problem, and then we have the flash forward problem. Okay. So the like reason it. why the flash forwards <laughs> exist is because stuff went to hell in the present day, and Oliver died in present day. Okay. The reason why things are crappy in the future is because things stayed crappy in the present. So if they fix the present in any way, which if our original theory is that they're going to give Oliver some kind of satisfactory ending, um, then that automatically changes the flash forwards. And there is a way you can have, you can have Oliver, Oliver and Felicity alive in the future and we don't see them. It, that's doable. I agree. You can, but I just don't know as if I trust them to do it. Right. Well, again, that's, that's, <laughs> that, that's, that's the fear with the flash forwards. I still right. don't think layering on this much badness this early on um we're essentially we're seeing the nightmare scenario in every possible way <laughs> um doesn't feel permanent to me it just doesn't i know what beth well, is saying but i don't it just think doesn't. that i don't think the nightmare is permanent i think they'll fix it but i just don't know as if the fix will lead to a happy oliver and felicity in the future my thing though is know. the fix is oliver that remains um what if, okay, what if they bring Oliver back, but then he dies in the future? Then fixing it. Um, I mind that less. Because he still one. gets, the thing that sucks about the flash forwards is he dies in present day, so he misses out on his entire family's life. So at least if he dies in the flash forwards, he's gotten to have something with Oliver and Felicity or with his family. That, that at least we've again that's the bittersweet he got some kind of happiness for some yeah, period of time that's kind of where i feel like we might be we could go that's fine we could go there that's fine i mind that what i really don't like is this killing him of in the present day and there's oh no it's just so much of, it's ugly, just not dark. okay and i don't yeah. i do not feel that they would be telegraphing <laughs> he's dead he's dead he's dead um if it was gonna be because essentially they just told us the ending of Arrow. He dies and everything goes well, down. It's like, okay. <laughs> I think it's going to get fixed. I just don't know as if we are going to get the happy ending that we want. Well, the you happy ending mean? we want It'll is Oliver fixed. and Felicity. Oliver lives till 86. And I'm willing to... Um, am I going to be happy if Oliver dies in any scenario? No. I still don't think that that's an original ending for his character. I don't. I think it's it's Pat and whatever. Um, I don't like it either. It's but, stupid. I've yeah. never liked and it. And I, I don't, I, again, I just don't think it's necessary. And the only reason to me for killing him in the flash forwards is to service some spinoff potential, which, which I hate it know, when they do that. But whatever. Money talks. So it. I've been down that road before. So I'm not saying that that's not a possibility. I I still am leaning very heavily on no. Yeah. I think it gets fixed. Okay. Just because I, I, I just I, don't think we I have think enough information either way. And I'm just, you know, I'm glass half yeah. full. I'm just going glass half full. So. I'm, 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 I wish I could fill my That's glass. That's why we baby. make a great team. <laughs> a little my bit glass of pessimism, is pessimism like, and my a glass little bit like, of optimism. I don't like any of you guys anymore. 
Well, yeah. I mean, everybody wants us to say a thing that's going to fix that. Here's here's the kernel that's going to fix the flash forward. And the again, the kernel for me is like you said, from A to Z. I don't know how do we get there. I just I just believe we get there. It's no different to me than saying, um, when have we been in this situation with Arrow? I'm trying to think. Because <laughs> we've been in this situation with Arrow before. Maybe not to this extent, but it feels. <sighs> Well, basically, like Oliver and Felicity are going right. to get married. Right, I didn't know how it was going to episode right. number. Thank you, thank you, Maddie. Yeah, there was all of this. It was, it was very <laughs> early on. Like, what episode? It was this constant hammering me of what episode is going to happen? Season finale, premiere, season finale. Premiere. I'm like, and I finally got to the point, and I was like, listen, every time I say timing wise, I'm always wrong. I don't know when it's going to happen. It's just I believe it's going to happen, and I literally was going off a few scenes. So right now we're at the beginning of they're dropping crumbs. It's it's no different than the baby stuff. They've dropped crumbs that there's a possibility here of fixing it. Is there a lot of crumbs? No. But I'm also basing this off of, you know, the trajectory of where I think Oliver's story is going. Could I be wrong about the trajectory of Oliver's story? Yeah. And if I'm wrong, that's a big wrong. Sorry. You know, that's life. Um, I will have things to disagree about. And that, you know, again, as we head towards the end of a series, this is the end of the series thing. It's like you can have an image of how you want, of where you think the story is going, and the writers uh, have a very different direction in mind. And you're not going to know until you know, until this, the final episode airs, and then you got to deal with it. From, this is this is the X Factor storytelling. There's no control. So as I am receiving it right now, what I am feeling, this is where I'm at. The reason why everything went to shit is because Oliver's dead. And they're showing us this worst case scenario because they have every intention of fixing it. They're exploring the Oliver is dead storyline already. We've done it. We've explored what that looks like. Okay. So even they killing him in the flash forward over. Yeah, I know. But this is this is a long term thing. You know, the the killing him in three oh nine first of all, we knew he wasn't <laughs> dead. He wasn't dead. We knew he wasn't dead. And it was just a matter of time for him to come back. And it was a short arc and it was really the focus on that arc was really a lot about, you know, the heroes launching it beyond Oliver, which fine, whatever. But it lasted three episodes and he was back. This is a much bigger, longer term game plan um, with much more significant consequences. So I just, where I come down on that is we're exploring it in a depth in a way we haven't before. And if they really wanted to explore, okay, the ending Oliver is dead they're showing us that ending anyways. I don't think the flash forwards, I mean, maybe he dies and saves the city, but my thing about that is it's the presence of Oliver Queen in the city that matters, that there is well, and, something and what special said, about kind him. Of, what Mia said kind of plays into that a bit, in which she said that she feels like her father is part of the reason the city it is, and she has it wrong. Right. The city is the way it is because, because her father wasn't there. Exactly. So my thing about that is if, if this is just a simple, oh, you know, anyone can hero and save the city, then the city wouldn't be to hell. If, if it was enough for Felicity and Diggle, as much of heroes as they are, 
this city wouldn't have gone to hell, guys. They're, the, the message that they're sending is, no, there really is something special about Oliver. And, the, the, and what that is has launched something far beyond even what he imagined it could be. And that there is a point to suffering. And that there is goodness that comes from suffering, which is a very difficult lesson for us as people to learn. And a lot of people don't believe that. They think suffering is just suffering and there's no point to it. And I vehemently disagree and I don't feel that, that, that that's the point of Arrow. And I think right now where people are at and why they're so upset is they feel like Oliver just suffers to suffer. There's never anything right. good. And my point is, yeah. We're at that in season seven. Game's not over yet, friends. Okay? And the We want the happy ending before we're at the before end. Before we're going to get the happy ending. And we <laughs> always want that. And we never get that until it's like we always want things to get we're fixed before get the, the happy season finale. It's, the it's like, is the season over yet? No! Was, I feel like I'm in season five all over again when everyone's screaming for Oliver and Felicity to get back together in episode five. I'm like, no, it's not how it works. And they've launched this crossover bullshit and I don't like it I don't like that Arrow is so fucking impacted by the crossovers all the time I think it's kind of unfair but I think that this turnaround and the way they set it up in the crossover it's all leading up to Arrow signing off Air and really stating that no Oliver Queen is the hero of heroes the city literally depends on his lifeblood existing and he doesn't have to. Here's the thing. They set up Oliver's endgame in season six. He wants to hang up the hood and just, like, live his life. But the only way for Oliver to do that is if there's someone to take up the mission. So really what you can say is Oliver and Felicity are retired from the hero game. And the kids are taking up the mission. And that turns into, you know, we haven't seen dystopian Star City for the last seven years. We've seen, you know, a Star City... I don't know if you ever, especially if they're going to launch, if they're going to launch a new show, I don't know if Oliver ever rids the city of crime, but I think what the goal is maybe not ridding the city of crime, but changing the mentality of the citizens within the city and instilling them with a hope and a belief and a place that Star City is innately good and it's worth fighting for and worth staying here. And you have, and a belief in the heroes that exists. Look at Central City. You know, crime hasn't stopped there. And yet everyone looks at Barry like he's the second coming. You know, and they appreciate Mm -hmm. Barry. And Barry gets a key to the city. And that's nothing Oliver has ever gotten on his show. And that really angers people. But my point to that is it's because... That's all because that's end the game. end game of the show. Of yeah. the show, and they're all—that's the whole that's point. That's the whole point, <laughs> and they're not abandoning that. I feel very strongly. I love Beth Schwartz. I like the way she writes. I don't necessarily agree with some of her choices this season, but I don't think she is throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I don't, and I think a lot of this interview stuff I take a lot of the things because I think sometimes too as as bloggers and podcasters and fandom we get way too invested in what the writers say in interviews and I think that's dangerous the number one thing is you got to watch the show because it's all white noise outside of the show it's like it's great that Joseph's saying there's hope it's 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 a setting when Beth says nope it's permanent we're not changing it it's like okay (laughs) whatever 
you know, I mean, Mark was like, I don't know, you know, I don't know if Oliver and Felicity are going to get back together. You know, he's exploring this new relationship with Susan and people would go nuts. And I'm like, just watch the show. You guys, he's feeding you the he's line. Feeding it's you all the about salesmanship. She's selling. She's selling the storyline. It's no different. She wants everybody absolutely terrified in their bones. I think people would settle down quite a bit more if they'd stop and realize that these showrunners, these actors, these writers, they're all used car salesmen. Yes. That's all okay. interviews are, are selling the current storyline. It's like we had Steven they're, out they're, there. They're making you a deal. They had Steven out there whoring Susan and Oliver for a good three months. Oh, I think this really They had great. Steven out there saying, oh, but Oliver's dead after 309. Right. Like, it's like, nah, we all like nah. No. So I, no. I hear say, you have I to hear Beth what say, oh, selling. it's permanent. It's permanent. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Okay, sure, Dan. Sure, kiddo. Sure, kiddo. I just, you know, could I be wrong? Oh, I think it's going to change. I just don't, I'm not as confident where it'll end up as, I'm as being wholly happy. I, really, I, think it, I think it'll be bittersweet. I think it'll get There's going to be some bittersweet. We'll get a new timeline. I just, but I think there's going to be a bitter. I, I think there's going to be, be a bittersweet, but I just don't think it's going to be Oliver Felicity dead. I think the ultimate, because here's, if he doesn't, here's, here's the thing. This is where it really gets down to the <laughs> nitty gritty for me. If he's able right. to hang up the hood in present day. Okay. Like if he saves the city in present day and Oliver's able to just be like, I'm done heroing to retire for 20 years and retires. And then something happens and it all goes to hell. And then he's got to put the hood back on. And then he dies in that process. I can see that happening. They still fulfill yeah, the season. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right. I get you. Right. I totally agree that yeah. that's a possibility. And that that's still fulfills <laughs> the season six end game layout. Okay. Right. Where I'm at right now is I think they fix it in present day and that ultimately the flash forwards are going to change substantially and we're going to, and it's going to be, if they're going to launch a show, it's going to be totally different than what we're seeing. I agree to some degree. So we'll see. Yeah. I could be wrong about that. But um, I, I think I think for the very least, I feel very confident Oliver fixes it in present day. And he, at some point, I for an extended period of time, gets a happy ending. And his life will be yeah. peaceful for at least 20 years. Now, if that makes you angry that, that Oliver doesn't get to age 86, okay. My thing about that is okay. I think we got to look Take at what's a win for Oliver. I think I think that's a yeah. I think also we got to look at a what's a win for Oliver. We come from the guy who in the pilot was really suicidal and wasn't expecting to live beyond a year. Yeah, ready to die. Ready to die to a man achieving some peace and happiness and he gets to raise his babies and you know, finds a job. And gets to be a dude and just live a life as a man. Um, you know what would be lovely? What would be lovely? Do you want to hear what I think would be lovely? Lay it on me, baby girl. At the end of the show, getting a montage of Oliver's family over the years. I'm kind so of like into getting montages. to see him with like Mia's first steps right. and then like taking Mia to school and yes. William Here for it. driving. Driving Lee William packing to the prom. lunches, love ferns everywhere in the apartment. No, they build a house. Walking. I need them to get a mansion at some point. 
walking means- Mia down the aisle. Right. You know. Just like happy stuff. I, I feel like you can do yeah. that. And, you know, maybe what would be interesting. And again, you talk catalyst. It's all, there's always got to be a catalyst. There's got to be a thing. Right. And, you know, what could be if, and again, a lot of this is based off of my thing with the flash forwards, if they're actually launching a new show, which I don't know if they're going to do that. I really don't. I don't, don't it's know. a big it's if. It's a huge if. And I just don't know. I, um, I don't care. <laughs> whatever. So if. Because I don't 100% know if there's an audience for it. Like Arrow has its set audience at this point. But how, what percentage of that would actually stick around for a spinoff, I don't, not really sure. Well, it gets complicated timeline-wise, too. I don't even want to get into that. Anyways, what I'm saying is, to your point, Callie, you know, he gets happiness for 25 years, and everything's great in the Queen family, and then something happens, and Oliver dies in the process of fighting, and that ultimately launches Mia, William, and Connor's hero's journey that there's some symmetry to yeah. that that Oliver's death his father's death launched his hero's journey and he's the father now and that launches his children's that yeah. I could get behind guys like from that standpoint as that, long as th- but that death point, isn't going to happen this year no 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 yeah. that's not happening this year and as long as at some point he achieves a measure of happiness I'm again I look right. at Arrow as um, here's the dream scenario, but I don't, ex- I don't necessarily, I was expecting that when the flash forwards did not exist, which is why Cal and I were like, right. Oh fuck. When they <laughs> launched <laughs> flash yeah, forwards. That's why the flash forwards were not a good, we were, we're like, not good oh, news people. Oh, fuck a duck. No, so, um, like <laughs> now that that's introduced, I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I acknowledge that at some point Oliver could die in the flash forwards, but that to me is not the same as Oliver dying in the present day. That's very different. Correct. Agree. Okay. So. The thing is, yeah. Hopefully that kind yeah. of answers. But how we get there, guys? We don't know. And we're kind of like, I'm kind of like. I'm not going to. I've stopped caring. Try to figure it out. Trying to figure it out. Because I just. Yeah. I'm just not gonna. I'm just. I'm very much. I'm no. just at a certain point. I love theory making. But then I get to a point where I'm like, I'm just going to receive. <laughs> <laughs> I am an audience member. I am retiring from am the theory making business. I am receiving what is given to me, and I will process. Well, it and it's as not even just—it's not even just that I don't want to come up with the theory. I don't want to see anybody else's either. I don't care. Like I just want to watch and see what happens. I think it's like and it's if getting I to the point it, where there are it, so many it, fucking holes. I'll curtain stop it. Like it's, it's one thing for us to theorize the Elicity one eight. It's one thing to theorize the Elicity baby. There was some real concrete. <laughs> A, B, and C steps here that we could pretty much suss out, but we are missing 20 years of information <laughs> and literally nothing, any answer that we're given is particularly complicated. And given Arrow's love for just accepting Grand Canyon sized plot holes, there's a significant uh, chance that the flash forwards, when we do find out what it all happened, it's still not going to make any fucking sense. Yeah. Because I don't think, again, that it's permanent. So Beth can keep sh- Okay. Well, we're back around. Keep yeah, going exactly. in the circle. Right. It's like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. okay. 
So do we want to talk Oscars? Stop circling that train. Right. And we just got stopped. <laughs> so like for everyone's like fix the flash forwards. I we can't fix it. We don't know. We're just gonna no, wait until we stupid. find out. But we still we still believe in Oliver's Endgame in our original plan. Yeah. That's where it's at. Okay, are we talking arrow fashion or are we doing Oscars first? What yes. Bring it bring it on both of it. It's okay. all good. I think let's continue arrow. And then if people want to stick around for the Oscars, they can make that other sense. So we're, we're already over an hour. You're gonna have to. I know. Okay. Pick so it up. This is just a real quick, real quick, bitch session. Because oh dear lord, this episode. I mean, well, it's this season in general. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Because fashion on Arrow has been typically pretty great. Things have gone downhill. Right. <laughs> and I feel <laughs> so I fast. Feel the main blame. For this can be put on Stephen Amell's shoulders because at some point he voiced an opinion and he said he voiced an opinion that he didn't think Oliver should come out of prison in the same wardrobe that he needs to be like a softer look like more what what was the magazine that he I don't know a little bit more J Crew except expensive J Crew but I don't have lots of money so I don't know what that would be um and uh, that has turned into buzz cut, um, 14 layers, and this god-awful, is it, it's not... Tragic button-up shirts. Tragic button-up shirts, is it, and oh, Hideous and then coats. And there's this coat, there's this coat that he wears incessantly. Remember the pea coat, the blue one? I love that. Why couldn't we just have gone back to that? It was so oh, great. That was gorgeous. That's still preppy and right. wonderful. And and the, and and when Stephen was talking about it, I was like, "Oh, that! Oh, maybe that'll work." I was thinking that sounds like a lot. You know, like when you're watching fashion runways, and they're like the guys yeah. are like in twelve different things, and I I'm always like, I don't know any man who'd wear this much clothes. You know what I mean? Um, it feels like that. It's like let's throw twelve different things at Oliver's wardrobe, and he just wears it all, and it bad it's really bad i miss henley's and the thing is at the end of the day he's playing a superhero which is an aspirational right. character so he should be looking good and not like an eighth grade math right. teacher like There's the sweaters like here's tragic. my thing when you look back at season one because steven was like let's go back to more season one style okay guess what steven rewatch season one oliver wasn't wearing button-down shirts sweaters and coats he had one um, he had one essentially, like he would wear a sweater. <laughs> I was like, just pick one, but don't pick the coat because it's bad. And then there's Diggle. Um, in the god awful Argus uniform, I was so happy that he quit Argus because yeah. we can burn the uniform. That that uniform is terrible. Also, I realized I thought I muted myself when I blew my nose, so I'm sorry that that might have shown up in the recording. Um, Apologies, y'all. But it's February. Or no, it's March. We always go through this phase of Steven buzz cutting his hair. Because apparently the man hates his hair, which it's good hair. He he looks better with the buzz cut. Because he always likes to cover it in a hat or buzz cut it. No, dude. I don't know who's in charge of Steven, but he's not allowed to pick wardrobe anymore, and someone tell him to grow out his hair. Okay. Oh, I was talking with Pepper. Hi, Pepper. And we were talking about like how the grommet coat Felicity wore was actually preferable over this coat 
that Oliver's wearing, and we really felt the grommet coat was the low point. 100%. But then Felicity wore grommet sweater in this episode. <laughs> and I feel like it was like. I thought it wasn't the that universe bad, but... was maybe. Sm- oh, I hated it. It had holes in it. I was like, why? Never mind. Okay, Oscars. Oscars, okay. Here Lay it we on, go. man, Maddie. That... What are your faves? we're both on the same page as far as a good appreciation of shiny and of all the shiny looks brie larson was my favorite captain marvel herself that what's nice about it since it is just so sparkly it's just kind of a nice clean line the slit is awesome she rocks it but everything else is very simple and just kind of sleek and wonderful and so definitely love that one and then next up there was a lot of pink fluffy yeah. dresses at the Oscars. <laughs> Some worked better than others that um, whatever monstrosity Linda oh. Carlini was wearing, that that was like a loofah explosion. Oh, what was the but one, who actually pulled it off? What was the one, the chick from uh, American Horror Story. She was in some pink number. I can't remember her name. Yes, Sarah Paulson oh, was man. too. That was bad. That wasn't that great, but who actually pulled it off lovely was Casey Musgraves. That it's very feminine, but still kind of fun and had a little sparkly bow. So, you know, down. But what was smart is she kept the makeup and the hair really simple. It didn't add on a bunch of jewelry or anything. Just kind of kept it, um, helped balance it out. And so it's just a very romantic, sweet look, but still a great statement for the Oscars, in my opinion. And then lastly, I did want to mention it's technically not on the Oscars red carpet, but at the Vanity Fair, like post party, like post show party, um, there's often some great dresses. Sometimes same people do second looks, but um, Selma Blair, it was her first red carpet appearance after her MS diagnosis. And she came out to slay. It's the train, the cape, the color blocking is brilliant. And then the she just strutted down that red carpet still with her cane because needs that for mobility assistance but still was just so glamorous and regal and it was just such a great there's moment. a really beautiful and picture i know of her too that there's some famous photographer that just oh, really captured really the pretty. movement yeah, of it, it really yeah gorgeous did you see her interview where she is okay i, I gotta say <laughs> I love Selma Blair. I grew up watching Selma Blair, um, Cruel Intentions, all that good stuff, all the teen movies. She was totally my teen generation zone actresses. Um, she's in that interview, and she is wearing eight-inch heels that on my best day I could not manage, and she's, like, gliding in them with MS. And she's talking about, like, how she's nervous about her speaking, and which I thought, I mean – she saw, I, I, I completely understand her. I, I just was like blown away that she was nervous about just like her movement. And I'm like, girl, you move better than me. And I don't have MS. <laughs> like you are amazing. I, I, I couldn't rock those I was those like, heels, you are no. amazing. Like just, she's, she's amazing. Yeah. So that was my only thing. Okay. Um, your honorable mention. And then you kind of mentioned I was going to do some honorable mentions to men's fashion, but you were no, going to No, no, you go ahead. Well. No, so you go ahead. Faves? No. Okay. 
So my two faves as far as the men go, my favorite Chris, Chris Evans, along with just being chivalrous and wonderful. Like the velvet suit jacket was just wonderful and that blue really works well with his Mm -hmm. eyes and it's just a very classy dapper Mm -hmm. look but the epitome of dapper and just like that old hollywood glamour was henry golding from crazy rich asians and just the full on um like it's a true tuxedo it has like the pocket watch chain and everything that is just so just so classy rhett butler in that whole look i was like yeah it just worked Okay, my faves. Uh, Number one, Julia Roberts. I like my movie stars that look like movie stars. And she came out on that stage. I didn't actually see her on the red carpet. But that pink dress with the blonde hair, I mean, I think she's – is she in her 50s yet? She is not aging. She took an uh, immortality I love that she took – Yeah, it was just – because on the Oscar, she took a selfie with Paul Rudd, and and people were They're like, vampires. "Can you guess what yeah, movie this like, is no. from?" Yeah, I was like, "No, yeah." She looked amazing. I just and I love pink, so yeah. Um, my second, I'm always a real big fan. She's 51, she by 51? the way. Okay, I I'm always a really big fan of when, um, they dress quote unquote older actresses or you know, um, the actresses who don't fit in like the you know model type body and they don't just put them in a tent and I thought Glenn Close looked amazing in that gold dress that with cape, the cape. I, I felt mean. so bad that she didn't win although I loved that Olivia Coleman won I I I just her speech, her speech was, was amazing but like I looked at Glenn and I was like yeah Glenn's expecting to get up there with a gold statue in that dress <laughs> I was like oh Glenn but it was really she looked amazing um, and then my third was, oh, crap, uh, CJ Craig. Why? I think Allison, Allison Janney. Janney. There you go. I just, it was really, I just, she's so statuesque and beautiful. And I just. I was about to put her uh, on Oh, I just love her. She looks great and everything. And then my honorable mentions. Uh, Jason. Jason Momoa in the pink suit. <laughs> oh, my God. It worked. He's the I only man on the planet who can pull off a pink suit. He had a pink scrunchie. Did he? Those I didn't see the scrunchie. scrunchie yes. Oh, it was! I just saw it on his wrist! Oh my gosh, amazing. I love Isn't him. Isn't he the best? He's just the uh, best. I wanted Also, I really Chris love, it's kind a of a super awkward moment, but um, like some model person was interviewing him and Lisa Bonet on the carpet, and she's like, hey, can you do like, because he did like the Hawkeye, the Aquaman red carpet, she's like, can you do some kind of like tribal yell? And Lisa Bonet oh is just God, like, really? no, he's not doing that. <laughs> just, no. <laughs> just, just Why stop talking. Why would you ask that? I don't that? know. I don't know. That's <laughs> terrible. No. And then my other um, honorable mention was Helen Mirren. In the pink, it was almost like chiffon rainbow. It was gorgeous. It's rainbow sherbet in the best just, way. She looked and amazing in it. I was like, I want that dress. Goals. And the necklace goals. and the hair and the lipstick. I'm telling you, the over 60 crowd was slaying the Oscars. It was amazing. And then I think that was it. As far as jewelry goes, that I liked Gaga's performance Same. look more than the one oh, she yes. wore on the red what, carpet. No, on the red carpet, what was with the hip things? Nobody understands the hips. I don't get the hip things. But that the was, performance was dress thing. was spectacular. I was yeah, like, yeah. Um, 
Oh, and I loved Catherine McNamara's dress. What party was she at? I can't remember what party. Good. It was the Mercedes Benz viewing party. I there was a there was a lot there was a lot of like um very listen the eighties have come back with the big shoulder pads and there was like yeah I wasn't as big a fan of that because I (laughs) call back to Katie Cassidy in this episode I don't (laughs) that blazer I don't like the asymmetrical dress look as much and it just looked like I'm not I don't like the arm one arm is completely covered and the other arm is free yeah it was I actually had a really great look at the Golden Globes a while yeah, back. I, I uh, was not as there. like, okay, this is my fave, but like of all the like television, like like the lower rung <laughs> people in the different part, I really, I did like that. I think the dress would have been better, a little more even, but my thing about that was, it was like, there was a lot of like wing things on shoulders and her wing thing, I liked the best. Apparently this is like hot right now. Like Emma, Emma looks- Stone- her dress everyone's oh, no. raving that about it bad. and i was like no no no, no. no. it no. looked a little like daenerys stormborn queen of the dragons i was just like what's going it was on very pointy the... shoulders yeah i'm just not a pointy shoulder listen you guys i lived through the 80s it wasn't great then when they were doing all this shit we don't need to bring it back it's a little alexis carrington it's so on, alexis you know? carrington just... and i'm like you know the only person who could really pull that off was alexis carrington alexis in the carrington, area in the right. 80s so it's like you know it's... well shoulder pads yeah. are great in moderation because they help you look skinny but you well particularly when you're katie cassidy and you're already a stick you don't need to look skinnier than you already do you don't need it i'm at the point where she needs to eat a cheeseburger and put on 15 pounds and getting a little worried oh shoot jen i didn't look at her legs like you told me to okay i don't want to like body shame but i am legitimately getting worried about how thin she's getting because her i was just telling cal last night i have actually I've been that skinny. I've been that skinny. And I I have been where your legs are just like bone. And it was because I was very ill. And I remember (laughs) I just, I had no energy. And so whenever I see an actress who's in that um, range, I'm always like, "Uh." listen, I felt like shit when I look like that. And I can't imagine you feel great, but it just worries me. I just want her to eat more food. Like she is, I thought she Please. was thin in season two, Pass and I her feel some like of the she's thin mint, Felicity. Yeah, I just I don't know. I feel like she was thin in season two, and she's dropped another ten or fifteen pounds. And I'm like, stop, Katie. You. I thought she looked amazing in season one. We can go back to season one. I thought she looked I did great. Too. That was my favorite. She's a beautiful girl, but like. Her. I'm getting worried. Like, I'm saying this. There's a difference this is between not, and This is not Katie Cassidy hate. I'm legitimately concerned about her. No. No, I thought she looked amazing in season one. Oh, really? she was I gorgeous. Think, I feel like that was her best look on Arrow was how I mean, she, she looked in season one. She looked great. There's a range of Katie Cassidy where I would say she was, um, you know, when she was in Taken and then Supernatural and Melrose and Arrow season one, she was just healthy and still very thin can we just say very thin oh yeah and just the hair was shiny and she just looked there was a glow she looked she looked much better to me yeah to me i don't i don't she looked better i mean i honest i understand that there are some actresses who are just naturally super thin like i understand that that exists okay um 
but I I just get a little. But we've seen evidence that, to the, the con- contrary. Right. Like, like, I know she can normal. put on more weight. And I'm just like, we need to get to that point where you put on more weight. Because when I can see the bone. Well, she just looks better. Yeah. I, I just think when I can see the bone through her pantsuit and the pantsuit is looking massive on her. And I know she's probably in a double zero. And I can still see the bones picking through, peeking through. I'm like, that's that's scary skinny to me. It just is. So, sorry. That's yeah. my rant on Katie. Love yourself, Katie. You look amazing. Just eat more food. Mama Jen's worried. Okay. Callie. What were your faves? Well, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think Cal. I think Cal's just like more of a commentary. Cal checked out. Yeah. Listen, I liked Gemma Chan. Oh, and it yeah. Was one of With those the pink. dresses where it was one of those dresses where like anybody else could wear this and I would hate it. Right. On her, I was like, "It's true." Love it, love it, love it, love her, love anything she does. I think She's we're officially. Also, yesterday was the Captain Marvel premiere, and oh my goodness, she looked stunning. I feel like, like I'm at the point with Gemma Chan. <laughs> she cannot not look good. This is what I'm saying. I feel like I'm at the point with Gemma Chan. We've reached the point where we can accurately say she could wear a trash bag and look fantastic. Yeah. But no, but she looked like it was a big shapeless pink thing. But it still and looked her, amazing. It looked like that's what I'm saying. It looked like, like we were a half step fashion. from baby trash bag, and like yeah. it still <laughs> looked fantastic. Like, what? Okay. How is she doing this? Was it her cheekbones? Yeah. I don't know what it was. It was just I was like, wow, I, I should hate amazing. this, and I love it. And so way to rock the Oscars in a dress with pockets. She had cookies. Okay, another one. Okay, I want to say her dress, Jason Momoa's pink velvet suit, mm-hmm. and. Shit, I forgot his name. Holy shit. Billy Porter? Yes, thank you. Oh, with Maddie the dress? Lou, she connected to my brain and she pulled out who I was going for. He looked it's a fantastic. <laughs> That's why we have Maddie. He was better than most of the women on I that know, red really. carpet he, in that outfit. Like, that was I, stunning. Because yeah. he also he More had some men kind of dresses. corset situation going oh, on there. It like, was things were getting pushed. Gorgeous. <laughs> It was gorgeous. I was like, more men in dresses. I just, I love Christian Siriano <laughs> because he can just make anyone look amazing. What oh, I love about I Christian Siriano is that like he actually thinks about the person's body, and he's, and yes. he's. I've yes. seen him talk about you know actresses who, you know, like I said, are not the perfect six foot model size, and he's like he talked. Yeah, he's like. Uh, yeah, he'll d- he'll do for it. Well, he's like. Yeah. I'll just, I I oh, I can't remember. Who but is like the actress? The all female Ghostbusters came yeah. out. Oh, that's her. Yes, like, her. Leslie she, Jones. Leslie Jones. Leslie she Jones. Was tweeting that uh, you know no one will dress me and I'll remember this when I have more money and I'm more famous and Kristen Stewart on Twitter is like I'll dress you, and I watched an interview you know with what, him, I'm... and he was like. Yeah, I'm like listening to other designers and oh, we we don't dress them and we're not. He's like, and he's like, I'm sorry. Do you not like money? Do you not like business? This is business. <laughs> do you not want to dress well, other people? That he said money? about Billy Porter's outfit. He said he hadn't put it on before that day. <gasps> like that was it. He they they brought it to him this morning. That morning he put it on and it fit perfectly. Wow. And it was just like. Oh! The angels. I feel like all part of the Oscar fashion thing fantastic. is like flying close to the sun 
Anne, like picking out your dress like the day before and just like these, right. I was going to wear this designer and I changed it two hours before. And I'm always like, I don't understand how you guys are not planners and like, okay, but that's just life in Hollywood. Well, like for real, I went to Disney World for a few days and I planned my <laughs> right. outfits Right, and they're like changing their minds like... on Oscar dresses like an hour before they're supposed to get in the limo. And You're if like, you could oh, see okay. me shaking my head, I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah. I would change my mind two hours. I know. I like, see, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Again, we're the yin and the yang. It's just how we are. Yeah. Can I say, like, Brie Larson has been on, obviously, they have her on this promotional tour for the Marvel movie, um, and her dresses are spectacular. Did you see her premiere dress? Mm-mm. It looked like something, like, Captain Marvel would wear. It had stars on it. Everything was stars, and it was just... No, like all of her dresses so far have been like a tribute right. to the character. Right. I even which thought the Oscar so cool. dress was very um is that gunmetal, kind of tough looking but still feminine. It was just I was like, "Oh, that looks like if Captain Marvel's going to go out on a fancy date, that's what she'd wear." <laughs> there, there we go. go. All right, so that's Oscars, guys. Hopefully, <laughs> thanks for like letting us be like 3 weeks late cuz, you know, that's our life. So we will Things be back happen. maybe later this week. We'll see. We covered a lot. So uh, for sure next week because we'll have more Arrow. Well, thank you, ladies, for it's having me pleasure, on. Maddie. You'll be back, I'm sure. Okay, sure. bye. I'll be back. Bye. <laughs> bye. Subscribe to Watchover on iTunes or Google Play and look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye! Bye.